Hey guys, welcome back to another Paint, Paper and Palettes podcast. I'm here with Izzy. And today we're going to talk about more marketing stuff. Last time we talked about social media marketing, which is by far the most marketing that we do, I think. But we also want to talk a little bit about media, about marketing outside of social media. I get there's a lot of people that don't really want to use social media in their marketing. And also it's great to not only be um, like, if, if you are totally focused on Instagram and then all of a sudden Instagram goes away or you lose your account for some reason, it's great to have also other things going. But first, before we start talking about this subject, we want to do something creative while, while uh, talking. Izzy, what are you doing right now? Well, last episode, I told you guys that I branched out and started making handmade sketchbooks. So now I am just folding some paper and um, tearing some paper for new sketchbooks. And this time it will be a sketchbook solely for dry mediums, like uh, pencils, uh, because the paper, <laughs> and this is, this is a new thing, the paper isn't that great. This is the paper. It's Gerstecker's number three uh, aquarelle watercolor paper in 200 GSM. It's They say it's for watercolors, but it is so extremely bad. So this is a do not buy plug. Do not buy this if you are a watercolor artist because it's bad. But it's great for pencils and other dry mediums. I really like it. And even for prints. I also like it for prints yeah. because of this texture. Yeah, it's really nice. So yeah, that's what I'm doing today. What are you doing? Well, I have this box next to me to uh, start doing some ceramics. So I might Ooh. I might work on some more of these uh, little mushroom uh, earring things. But Ooh. also I feel really tired. So I also have my crochet work and maybe I'll just like crochet some granny squares or something. Oh, that's such a mindful, relaxing... Now, I'll, I'll decide uh, what to do while drinking my tea. <laughs> Nice, nice. Although I, like I know it's think. most likely going to be crocheting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the topic of today, uh, so the marketing for your small business, which is not social media. Yes. Um, there, there's a lot of things that we call marketing that might not fully be marketing, but actually it is. Uh, like networking, for example, I think is a form of marketing. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of craft shows or like uh, conventions where I sell my stuff is also a form of marketing for me. Um, do you do anything like flyering or sending out emails or... Like any direct form of marketing? No. <laughs> Have you ever had your paints on a billboard? <laughs> no, but uh, I have <laughs> I have sold. If you, if you've been following me for a while, I have I've done a lot of uh, charity work uh, for our local uh, wild bird, sh bird shelter. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever I give them a, it's a fake check because in this digital world, everything is, uh, it's not a real check. You don't have to cash it. You just, but it's like a symbolic check. 
mm -hmm. uh, with the amount I have sold and I'm going to donate to them. Um, and the first time I did this, I actually physically printed the check on foam board mm -hmm. and it's, it's still to this day hanging in their like entrance. Mm -hmm. Um, so it has my logo, what I do and what I did to get the amount, uh, donated. And it is not a direct form of marketing, but because there are so many volunteers working there, I actually got, that is actually how I met Round Bird Art, Round Bird Art, um, because she also is a uh, charity worker there. And that is how she found me oh. and how we got in contact and new collaborations started and how I also got other Dutch customers. So yeah. it, it didn't start out as a form of marketing, but it did to this day, it acts as a marketing tool. Yeah, that's awesome. It's I really also good. have a couple of times where I made work for someone uh, and it kind of turned into some sort of marketing. Of course, I made a giant mural that I made for Flink oh, yeah. where I worked. That's and cool. I, I guess nobody really outside of the hub saw it because I made it there and it was inside and we had like the windows were uh, made dark so people outside wouldn't be able to look inside. So mm -hmm. the, the thing was inside of the hub, but I did have some people there that started following me and uh, being interested in my work because of the mural that I did there. See, it's the same thing. And um, I also made some work for others which I didn't get paid for uh, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit unpaid artwork that you do for someone else in exchange for exposure mm. that's I feel like that's a difficult one because it's something that gets used often right uh, some brand will uh, contact some young artist and say, hey, if you make this for me, um, you're going to get exposure. And I feel like sometimes it can really work well, but most, more often than not, it, it's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. um, because most likely you will have to make something in their style, so it's not going to be your own style. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be something you want to be known for. Mm -hmm. And second of all, um, secondly, it's um, often you're, they are not able to find you. Because you said like the, the uh, little foam board that you printed had your Instagram name and your logo yeah, on it. Yeah, my logo and everything. And then it's really easy to find you. But if yeah. you make like a piece of art for someone for free, most likely they're going to use it in some sort of way. And not always it's going to show your Instagram tag or it's going to show your name. And if it doesn't show your name, it's not exposure. Exactly. And I have a tip about that. Um, if a brand is contacting you and be like, hey, you, I can, you, we can promote your work if you are promoting our new product. This is our new product. Some new, I don't know, some new pencils. Uh, can you create artwork and post it and then you'll get exposure, blah, blah, blah. Those are, and then they set their terms, you know, uh, three posts this month, this amount of story and maybe this reel. But people forget 
that you are allowed to set terms as well. Mm -hmm. You can accept uh, the offer and give them your terms in exchange. Yes, I can do that, but I want my Instagram handle to be on my own artwork. I want my name on my own artwork and everything. And most likely these brands will be okay with that. Yeah, if it's a serious brand, that's if it's a serious brand, if it's not just looking to use you, yes, uh, then they will be happy to discuss your terms. Yes, exactly. And you can even, you can even. A lot of people don't, but you can definitely. It is your right to even ask for a price, ask for money. Mm -hmm. I actually find this really difficult because I know that people ask for uh, prices for this stuff, but I have no idea where to start. Um, and maybe it's not really a big problem for me right now because I don't get that many emails with brands that work together with me. Uh, I got two and I turned them both down because the offer they made was so bad that I felt like there was no possibility no negotiating a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I don't know if I told you about this, but I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't want to work together with these brands mm -hmm. because they were kind of greenwashing and not having uh, a good reputation and stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know where to start with pricing. And if at some point I have more experience with pricing, with doing uh, collaborations and stuff, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to share about it because I don't know where to find like this information. I don't know what other people ask for posts. It's, I think it's very, it varies a lot between yeah, diff different following, uh, also how active your account is or how yes. active your, your following is. Like, uh, I feel it differs a lot and maybe that's why I can't really find any information. Do you know anything about this? I've been contacted to, uh, I've been contacted by a lot of different brands, but I, because I'm a paint maker. I feel that I don't fit these brands because usually these brands are, for example, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say their names because I do not want to promote them on our podcast, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is a, uh, it, it was a company. It's a Dutch company who sells, um, who sells iPad accessories for artists. Mm -hmm. And um, I was contacted by them and I felt like it didn't fit. It was a personal email, by the way. It wasn't like a, a, a robot because, God, the amount of robot emails I get to work with them. And then they, <laughs> they end up being a black woman owned sports fashion thing. You know, I, I great that you are a black woman, black woman in business. But why are you contact contacting an artist, you know? But anyway, uh, I felt that it didn't fit me because I'm a paint maker. And when do you ever see me with my iPad? Only when I am creating a new logo or I'm making like uh, uh, artwork labels for the new collection that I'm making. So it doesn't, it's usually the, the serious brands who are contacting me 
I don't feel that it would fit me. If mm -hmm. by any by any luck in the world, some, for example, if Gerstecker would contact me about a collaboration with one of their pigments, sure, that would fit, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of price, price per post, price per per whatever, I have no clue. No, I got offered once. Um, they wanted me me to make uh, two Instagram posts about their product and uh, to show it in a YouTube video. And they offered me like uh, 30 euros of their products. What? No. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, I said no. I was like, this is not even an offer. What are you talking about? That's not about? even an offer. That's just giving away your freebies. Mm -hmm. and expecting a lot of for in return. I actually did that once. I had uh, a company who makes uh, headphones, mm -hmm. headphone speakers. Uh, I did a post for them once because it was in my early days of being an artist, not even a paint maker. I was still an artist or I am still an artist, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and they were emailing me about, and I got free headphones and I could choose, I could choose which headphones. So I chose pink ones in, in ear pink ones. And they were super cute. The quality was actually not that bad. It was pretty good. Uh, I did the post, they reshared and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I tried making the post like, oh, whenever I'm in public painting, uh, I want to cancel out the world. These headphones are awesome, blah, 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 blah. But after I've done that, I was like, nah, I'm never going to do that again because it doesn't It doesn't fit. feel right. It doesn't feel right. It was great as a first time. And it was the first time uh, a company sent me a free product. You know, and that's the thing. They lure you in. That is their, that is their marketing technique, right? They lure you in with the, with the, with the promise of a free product. Yeah, um, but then you don't even want that free product, or it's but you not don't actually want right for you. Exactly, and I think that's the same thing with. I have brand ambassadors who I send free products mm -hmm. like test paints or you know sneak peeks, and usually they are not. Sometimes they are like full pans. Uh, other times they're like half filled pans, just for them to play with, get their opinion because I really value their opinion. Uh, and then they have like a promo code they can share that if they use their code, the people get the discount and blah, blah, blah. Um, but sometimes I'm like, is free product enough, you know, mm -hmm. because they are worth the art that they make is worth a lot more. But then on the other hand, I don't, I don't set terms to them. Like you have to post this amount of times a month and it has to be look like this. And uh, uh, it should be a post and it should be a reel or it should be, they're very free in whatever they do. So maybe mm -hmm. it, it balanced that out. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's interesting because of course now we're talking about posting on social media and collaborations with like uh, other brands um, and charging prices for that. Uh, it, but it can also be like um, maybe somebody asks you to do a demonstration at the market uh, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, and it's great for you because you get exposure. You're, you'll be there uh, painting and doing a demo and um, 
then the people who see your work there uh, will know who you are. Um, or it can be like, I've seen artists doing demos for uh, art supply brands. So there would be a national sketching day and Windsor and Newton would pay some artists to do demos in the store where they sell Windsor and Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that, I think that can be great because they're seeing you as an artist. They're seeing your work. You have the personal connection. Yeah. Um, and it can even be better when you're, of course, with the Windsor and Newton person, she mm-hmm. probably got the paints for free, at least, I think. I don't know if she got paid or what, what was going on there. Um, but you might sometimes, when you have something like that, you might be that Windsor and Newton person, uh, you know. And that's something you have to think about it before you start to uh, accept stuff like that. When you're working with a company, it means that your name gets connected to the company. And the more work you do for that company, uh, the more people will associate you with that company. With that company. Um, So that's definitely what you were talking about with the headphones or with the thing. You didn't really want to be connected to, hey, Izzy is that painter that always wears that brand. Those headphones, yes. I didn't want that. Plus, I don't think that a product like that would fit my brand mm-hmm. if for it would be it would make a lot more sense if i was like the face of a certain brand who makes palette knives you know mm-hmm. that would make a lot more sense than headphones so that was yeah. also my issue also i think go circling back to what you were saying about going to a market and then do like a demonstration of certain products i would actually love that but and here's the but i would also set my own terms mm-hmm. like uh, i i would love to maybe do a demonstration of certain pay uh papers but then i would also love the opportunity to sell the papers but also use that time to sell my own products Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think, because if you, every company has their own interest as a priority, right? So they work a lot of, uh, with a lot of artists because the artists can promote, quote unquote, promote their own pieces, uh, at that kind of demonstration while using their products. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. But what if the artists like to use other paints? For example, you are the face of Windsor and Newton. Windsor and Newton is a great, uh, a great brand. But what if you are going to a market and then suddenly you are promoting Holbein paints? Are you allowed, or is it okay for you for your own brand as an artist? Mm-hmm. Are, are, do you still feel the freedom of trying other brands? That is also yeah. a thing to think about. Definitely. Because we as artists always like to use everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you are, for example, use Ecoline inks from Royal Talents, are you stuck with only using Royal Talents? 
Mm-hmm. That's and the sometimes, question that I have. And sometimes it's it's better to uh, see if you can attend the art market and do something that you would like to promote. Yeah. Um, and and you possibly have to pay for the table and stuff. Of course. Uh, B- but yeah, it's it's always there's always a price. Either you're you're paying with like you are promoting them, or you are paying for the table and you can promote whatever you want. Yeah. Um. So that's that's interesting. I do think that art markets in general, like uh, also just attending art markets yourself and mm-hmm. uh, learning from it, selling your work, trying to see how to. Um, present yourself best is a great mm-hmm. learning experience and I think that's a great way of marketing outside of uh, social Instagram, media yeah. outside of social media because that is I feel one of like, the no you go because, because I feel like uh, whenever I go to an art market of course I want to sell I want to earn money mm-hmm. but I need to keep in mind that I'm mostly there for people to see me for people to get to know me uh, for networking and for me to like earn people's trust so that yeah. at some point later on they will recognize me and they will come back and maybe they'll buy. No, exactly. And that is one of the things I want to do next year mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the year after that. I'm not really sure. But I want to do uh, just like you uh, stand on creative markets like maybe Swan Market or, or, or conventions like uh, Creadu is coming, I think. Um, mainly for <sighs> getting to know another public, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because we forget that it's a certain generation that is always active on social media. Mm-hmm. But you're missing out on the older... Uh, generation, you know the the the. I don't want to say housewives because I'm a housewife, uh, <laughs> but like the 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 older generation artists who are coming to these conventions and markets to find nifty hobby products. You know, the the grandmothers who don't have social media but love love to paint. Uh, that is a whole new public that I would like to reach, not only for you know the sales, but uh, to learn what their interests, what their interests are. Do they maybe uh, only like natural pigments, natural ingredients? Yeah, I, I think I, I really like to, and just like you say, uh, just like you said, the what did you say? Um, connecting with people Mm -hmm. and i also think that uh uh, that market uh that that shows up on like these creative markets might be um people who really want to buy uh like locally and they want to support the the businesses here yeah Uh, and of course it's great if you can get some regulars in your area um, that will come to you for your, their art supplies or to yes. you for their art if you're yes. an artist selling art. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. And that also leads to that maybe you're trying to sell your art on social media and you see that it's not working. 
and you just keep going and keep going. But maybe social media is not the right platform for you to sell you your work. It can be that your work works very well on a fantasy festival. Exactly. And um, then if you go to a fantasy festival and find your people who like your art, maybe they will pick up your business card and go to your website and buy there. Or they'll go to your social media and follow you there. But you never would have found them if you just only stayed on social media and only was reliant on this platform to boost your post, even though the algorithm says that nobody likes your post. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that, that's something what I really like. And to be honest, art markets can be really a hit or miss. And most of the time, it's not going to be worth monetarily. Like, if you're looking pure at money, it's probably not going to be worth the work that you put into it. Um, no, because you have to... you Your time plus table uh, is worth a lot more probably than what you sell. Yeah, and then you already also have like the whole preparation stuff, and yes. you're probably gonna like products are gonna get damaged because people are picking it up. So you can't sell everything that you have. You have to like like get some uh, previews that are never going to be sold. Yeah, um, theft. Don't forget theft. about theft. My God, have you ever got something stolen at a convention or market? Uh, not that I know. Not that I know. Ooh, not that you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really noticed anything uh, okay, like good. missing. So, but but it's pos- it's definitely possible. I heard about last time on Comic Con a whole sword getting stolen. <gasps> um, I heard about like hand painted skateboards getting stolen. Yeah. Uh, because when it's very busy and you have like on Comic Con you have forty thousand people on the convention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they often like. If you have stock under your table and it's visible that you have stock under your table, they usually pretend that they're dropping something and then they're stealing something Go on your under table. your table. Yeah. I heard <laughs> about a maker that she um, she sells pins. Mm-hmm. And the, the presentation pins, right? Yeah. Uh, they just got stolen. The whole... Uh, no, like you have your you have your little board and all your pins, and then you just they just take one pin and then put oh, it in yeah. your pocket. It's it's so stupid. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's really annoying. Of course, it comes with with like a lot of risicos. Yes, of course. But still, I think yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? Art markets also are really great for, and maybe another topic that we can jump into. Ours. It's networking. I feel like networking is one of the most important things for artists to do because I'm if very you know, bad at networking. if you know people, if you talk to people, like you're gonna learn a lot. That's one of the things. But they can also be the people who uh, introduce you to new opportunities. That's um, true. And and of course, what you're already doing with me and Zoe is a form of networking. Yeah, that's true, but. Uh, yeah, mm. people may not notice this about me, but I am f- 
very quickly tired of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, uh, yeah, how do you say? Like, if we're really connecting, like you, I, and Zoe do, uh, I, I won't get tired of you. But it's just the, the, the whole networking itself, the whole mm -hmm. social thing, it really drains my energy. And this is why I don't put a lot of work in networking other than around social media. Mm -hmm. Like, I... when, when we were planning to meet, I was really, really excited. But I also got uh some people uh, like local people who asked me son hey can i please come over and pick up my order and i'm sure of course because then it, it you know it saves uh it saves personnel charges and another package going out so of course you can pick it up but then i'm always like nervous and i don't really feel like it and i actually don't want to talk to you so please mm -hmm. pick up your stuff and go and it sounds really harsh but Socially, for the networking, I am just very, very bad at that. I try to do a lot of networking. I go to quite a lot of uh, artists' sketching groups. Yeah, you do I that. Always, and I think that's lovely. And I always try to, when I'm at an art market, I try to take my time to walk around and talk to some artists and like get to know them, mm. uh, maybe like make connections. But I am actually very a overthinking person. So almost always when I get back home, I'm just like laying depressed on bed. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I made, uh, and I'm so embarrassing. I was in this awkward situation. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, forcing myself between two people to do like networking stuff and uh, i i think it's very awkward <laughs> yeah but i do realize that that probably a lot of people feel that way yeah that's true that that is definitely true i just i don't know i'm very bad at networking in in real life <laughs> <laughs> maybe because in my previous job i always had this fake smile for the managers you know saying what they want to hear that's a different kind of networking and i'm just tired of that mm -hmm. and I can uh, imagine. yeah so th this is why i because i wanted to go to markets pr the previous year and then i decided not to do it because my son is still very young um oh, so i i felt like it wasn't the correct time to do this um but next year you know i'm seeing you at conventions or yeah seeing you on social media mm -hmm. uh, and, and i'm seeing other creatives on conventions and they all seem to one have a really great time so maybe it's just my anxiety that thinks that it, that that's that's energy draining um they really feel tired but fulfilled after a convention uh, and then they do it again, <laughs> sometimes even in another country. And I'm like, okay, this is really, it's, it's really interesting to see these, to follow along these people at conventions and seeing them having a great time seeing, and then afterwards seeing all the reshared posts because people will share what they bought on social media. And then That's these makers, yeah, these makers will reshare it. And then they tag every single artist and I'm like, oh my God, then you, you find other new artists to follow along. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah the even though i don't like the networking i think i'm actually going to do it next year even if it's just one market at least to try out and see how i feel about it yeah it's it is what i talked about earlier a hit or miss so some markets will yeah. be really draining and some markets will be really fulfilling um when i've had a good fun market I will come back home and be really tired, of course. But then like the week after, I feel like really energized to make new products, to try out new things, to like uh, experiment more with my work. Yeah, so and, like tired, but inspired. Mm -hmm. mm. And if I have a really bad market, I just want to lay in bed for a whole week and not do anything anymore. Uh, but you, there, there's like uh, in the beginning I, I, I'm not sure why but my first few markets all were really bad Oh, and of course that was probably partly because of the presentation that I didn't really know how to do my table presentation but I don't know the, the first three or four markets I didn't even get my table out of it Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the money and people would just be like walking past my table and not even looking at the work that I had mm. um, but the last few markets were really good but I'm not sure what, why, why this is like this mm. so uh, I don't know it, it, um, if you do go to markets definitely give it uh, a couple of markets to try just to okay. see okay because there's a possibility that your first market will be rather Bad. difficult yeah okay and it also okay. really depends on the vibe of the people around you if you have oh. people standing next to you that are really positive it's a great time and you get to know these people and that's a part of networking but if the people next to you are really negative the whole day it, it gets really difficult Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> maybe I can just ignore. If that happens, maybe I can just ignore them. We'll just go to an art art show together, and then we we share a table, and it's always going to be fun. Oh, that I would love that. I think it would also uh, reduce my anxiety and stress about it mm -hmm. <laughs> if we would do that together. I think we, we talked about it before, right? To do that yeah. together. Maybe we just should. Yeah, we, should just we can. Do that. We can still do that. Yeah. Um, Looking at my list about uh, everything that's not social media uh, and marketing. Yeah. How important, I, I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with, but how important is your website? Oh, my website is very, very important to me. My website is very important to me because first of all, uh, I stress about it a lot because I know what it's like to go to a website and you cannot find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. If you are posting something on social media, it should be very easily to find it on your website. Um, so I'm always rearranging my website to be relatable to my social media so that new products, like for example, new products are always on top, uh, always ready to go, very clear um, menu, so people don't have to click a lot before they know what they will find. Uh, blog posts with interesting topics that I talk about. Uh, have cohesive 
pictures and uh, I want them in and out of my shop as quick as possible. I don't I, I don't want them to linger, put something in their basket, leave it there. You know, that's also a marketing thing. Uh, the emails that my Shopify sends out, if someone puts something in the basket, starts the uh, ordering process and then leaves the shop. Mm -hmm. So you get like, hey, you still have items in your shop. Those kinds of emails you will get from me. Um, so yeah, my, my I, I spend a lot of time perfecting my website and it also has changed a lot over the years. Uh, different color usage, uh, more descriptive uh, descriptions on my posts so it's easy to find on Google. Um, yeah, that's, those are the things I do to lure, or to lure, to get people to go to my website. So do you think what I think is really important about having a website is that if you uh, send your website to a customer, you have full control over what your website looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the most accurate online representation of your brand. Exactly. Uh, like all the social media out there will have like a standard format of how the, the profile looks so that people can always easily find everything. Yeah. Uh, but your website is going to be like so personal, your personal colors. Um, and, and you can put everything there that's important to you. Yeah. So if you want to have like a lot of promotion for uh online course that you made you can put it like on the front of your website so people yeah. see it right away or mm -hmm. uh, if you want to make like more marketing towards your web shop you can have like stuff that shows when your next shop update is or something yeah um so i think it's a really good way to uh, whenever you hand out a business card or something it should have your website on it. Whenever you talk to a customer via email, you should have your website in your email. Yeah. Um, you, sh you should just be easy to find. If you Google your name or your artist name, you should find your web shop or yeah. your website. <laughs> At least. Mm -hmm. um, do you use, do you still have your Etsy shop? Uh, yeah, I do still have my Etsy shop. I actually have my Etsy shop as a way of marketing. Exactly, um, that's what I want to talk about. Because, uh, so my, my own webshop is cheaper than my Etsy shop. Mine because, too. Because Etsy has a lot of extra costs and it's just impossible to get the, the same price on your own mm -hmm. website and on your Etsy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like Etsy has a really, it's like a search engine. Mm -hmm, and, exactly. Um, I when I sold a lot on Etsy, I felt like a lot of people that were looking for Christmas gifts and stuff found my ceramic palettes, and yep. then uh, went to my Etsy, found my Instagram, went to my Instagram, followed me there. And I I think Etsy is a great way to get people to follow you. I don't use it that much anymore because I don't sell my palettes on Etsy anymore. But I do have my stickers there. It's just another way for some people to find me. Exactly. Yeah, I do the same thing. I recently, I think I 
said it on another podcast, I recently secretly relaunched my Etsy shop again when I changed my logo. Mm-hmm. Purely, purely for the great uh, search optimization they have. Yeah. Someone can look for handmade watercolors and get all the different makers on one go and they can just add the colors they want from different makers and they pay just once. They don't yeah. have to go to my website or to their website or the other, other website to make um, different purchases. They can all do it in one go. And since I launched it, I actually got new customers who are first, they bought something on their, on my Etsy. And then they saw my website and was like, Oh, I like this color too. That is not available on your Etsy. I will buy that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it is a more expensive because after I put the listings on, I immediately got an email with the, with, you know, what you have to pay for the listings and then you sold something and then just because you sold something, there's another hidden fee and blah, blah, blah. I got immediately hit in the face by that. But the fact that I got new customers from it is worth the little extra mm-hmm. fee I have to pay. So yeah. that's also another great way to market yourself outside of social media. And of course, you can do the same with like Redbubble and Society6 and all those kind of print-on-demand sites is if yeah. you post your work there and people find you through uh, those sites it's a way of marketing where you're using the the built-in um, search machine that those sites are using so if you're not having your own social media or you think you want to do something else next to your social media those sites can be great to look uh, into towards yeah, I recently also started, and this is a little crossover to social media, um, uh, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. There are actually a lot of people who are still using Pinterest. Like my mother, for example, she's looking for amigurumi crochet uh, inspiration. And now I am actually pinning my blog posts uh, on Pinterest, and then they link to my blog posts on my website. Yeah. So that's, that's also a great way. That's great. I also want to get more into Pinterest because I feel like Pinterest will be a great way to market my uh, earrings. Oh, yes. Um, (gasps) But I haven't figured out how to pin from Instagram yet. No, I haven't figured out that either. (laughs) So I I think I'm going to do something on my website and then pin from my website. So they'll find my website instead of my Instagram. Exactly. Uh, But I'll have to figure out how that's possible. Also, I don't really know how people like find my pins. I I get that there's an algorithm or something. Yeah. I I don't have any idea how Pinterest works. Yeah. You should get... There are a lot of different blogs that talk about that. And it's very, uh, it's very interesting. Um, I'll, I'll have to do some more research into that. If you if you have another, I don't feel like doing anything today moment, and you're just lying in bed, read read about the Insta- uh, read about the Pinterest things. Okay, great. I'll do that later today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My other question is, um, we've talked about other than social media marketing, but it's still very digital, and except the market things. Mm-hmm. 
do you do any old school marketing like flyers in supermarkets or flyers into people's post boxes? Uh, I guess I don't. But I can imagine if I were to make like a course or if I were to start doing physical uh, lessons, yes. I might do something like that. And I'll probably mostly do it in the form of when I am at an art market, I'll give away the flyers mm -hmm. or I'll put them in orders. And I'll also probably put them in orders when I sell online on my webshop. Uh, so if, if, for example, I have an online course that I sell, I might make a flyer and put it in the, the orders that go into my webshop. So when those people open up their orders, they have like the little package that I made, my business cards and a flyer for my online course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really done that so far, but I can definitely imagine doing that. I don't think I would go walk around the block and put it into like... Uh, people's houses how do you yeah. say it i wouldn't do that type of flyering no i i, I we do we don't we now have a, a sticker that says no no so mm -hmm. uh, we don't get that stuff but my but my mom didn't used to have that sticker and we get all these kinds of flyers but it makes sense you know for like massages or shoe repair or, you know, those kinds of things, or they just yeah. opened up your local pizza uh, shop. Yeah, your local pizza shop, that those kinds of things. But I've never seen uh, a small business artist related. Uh, I've never seen that anything other than exactly what you say for like the local drawing school uh, mm -hmm. or, draw, t you know, teach drawing to kids, uh, those flyers we had. But yeah, exactly like you say, if I ever will do like a course, a face-to-face -face course about handmade watercolors or just pigments in general or like a demonstration, I would definitely put up some flyers and, um, but I also won't do the, the flyers in your post office, in your post box thing. I can imagine I've heard some paint makers that have like, uh, collaborations with local shops that the local shop sells the paint in that shop that um, is something i still want to do but it's i don't i don't it's really hard to find a shop like that mm -hmm. that would like to do it, that we have and, we and have also you local... still need to have like your uh because the prices have to be a lot higher yeah uh, and i don't be, know yeah I don't know how to price them then because I don't know what is fair to the shop that puts my paint there. Mm -hmm. So that is, yeah, that is, that is a thing. But you know, our, our local um, postal service shop has, it's, it's, it's like a, they, they sell cigarettes and magazines, but they mm -hmm. also sell uh, gifts. So they sell like uh, scented candles in like a cute pack with a with a candle holder and I don't know maybe a card. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like maybe it's also interesting to ask them to, because paints can be very cute to gift. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe I just maybe I'm just scared. Maybe it's just the anxiety talking. Maybe I should just ask. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about those shops. I don't. I do know there are some here in Tilburg that have like um, the shops are fully made to feature small artists. Yeah, like small Swan businesses. Market. Yeah, like the Swan Market. Yeah, they mm -hmm. also have their own. Uh, they also have physical shops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They also have physical shops. And what I wanted to say about the flyering thing, I, I can imagine that if you have your stuff in a physical shop somewhere, that maybe you'll uh, give out flyers for free so that people who go there and don't know if they want to buy your stuff, they can take a flyer. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes that, that make total sense. And maybe I even would go so far as uh, make a flyer with a paint dot on it. Or do you think that people would just grab a whole bell of flyers then? Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> that's, that's what I think will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe if there... Because we did, of course, the collaboration where... You made the paint dot and I sold on my web shop and I would include like a little paint dot from your uh, from your paints, which yeah. is a mm -hmm. great way to market because you're marketing through my um, yep. orders and I'm getting to give my customers something for free. Something so it extra. Worked, yeah, so it works great it for works both, both of us. Ways. Yeah, I also had a while the meet the artist thing some years ago where I would put other artists or other makers pieces into my orders as well. Um, I want to reintroduce that because that is how it started. You know, the, the marketing without social media. Uh, I want to reintroduce that, but it is hard um, because first of all, I, I want, I, I don't want people to just randomly send me their products just so they can have free marketing, you know? Mm -hmm. You also uh, want to really enjoy the product. You want to know I really the want to... Yeah. Exactly. So, for example, if, if... I don't know, I'm just... If it's too expensive to put in for free. But for just for example, if you would have, like, cute earrings, the, the, the stud earrings, so not the dangly mm -hmm. things, if you ever made those, I would, first of all, not ask you to send me that for free. I would, first of all, just <laughs> buy them from you. And maybe figure out a price and then put it in a box uh, instead of, hey, send me your stuff and I will put, I will put it in a box. Mm -hmm. Because then you get a lot of, uh, a lot of, no, not garbage, but you get a lot of uh, brands that expect me to put it in the box. But maybe it's not the quality that I would like to give my customers, you know. But, but I do think that's another point that we haven't talked in this podcast a lot but we have talked in the podcast about collaborations yes uh, if maybe you are not that focused on social media uh, but you have a, uh, an artist friend who is more focused on social media maybe you can do some sort of collaboration mm. um, and I don't mean message big influencer persons message big artists and ask them to collaborate because they don't know you and they are probably not even going to answer. Uh, ask people that you know that you have a connection with and that you really want to work together with. Yeah. And find a way to collaborate that's beneficial for both of you. Um, 
You know, what would be really fun if you have art friends and you really like each other's work, you can maybe do like um, uh, art trade. You could do like a little grab bag trade. You give each other some stickers, you give each other some prints, and then you can do an un unboxing on like, if you do social media, you can do an unboxing on social media. Uh, but like something like that, collaborations is a great way to market. Yes, but, but be honest and don't expect them to post about it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, when you send someone stuff, a lot of people immediately expect them to post about it, but that's not the case. Uh, for example, I have, I have a great friend in the UK. Uh, she has a lot of followers. And I sometimes send her stuff just because she is my friend, but I always tell her, I don't expect you to post about it. She does post about it, uh, but she doesn't have to. And I think when the pressure is off of posting, your connection with this person and your friendship will actually grow and be in the end will be more beneficial to both. Yeah, I actually gave uh, artistic fun is she called? I gave her a pair of uh, mod earrings because she really, oh, really likes dangling, dangly earrings. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, these are my first earrings. Uh, do you want to try them out for me? I know you'd like a pair of these earrings. Just pick one out. And she picked out the, the mod earrings. Uh, but of course, I didn't ask her to post it. Like I just wanted her to have these fun earrings and have fun with them. And then she did post them. And uh, the same day, like a little bit later, I sold these. I still have to send them out. <gasps> oh, they're cute. But I sold these little foxes. Yeah. And I really think it's because of that she posted them. Oh, that's amazing. That is so sweet. See, it's, it, it's, it's just and, good and karma, I didn't, guys. Good yeah, karma. I didn't give them to her to post, but uh, it no, worked exactly. out that way. And I love that. It's just when it all goes natural without any force, I think it's better for everyone. So um, we talked about a lot of different things. I think there are many more ways to market yourself oh, definitely. and to let yourself be seen is the most important thing, I guess. Uh, if you have any great tips, you, the listener, if you have any great tips about uh, marketing without social media, definitely post them in the comments so that mm -hmm. other people can read and so that we can read and we can learn from it. Yay! And I hope uh, this was helpful in some way. Do we have time to tell them about our little summer stop? We do have time to tell them about our little summer stop. So um, these two posts will be uh, both upload it in August so when you see it this might not be a summer stop anymore it will <laughs> be an autumn stop uh, but we are going to take a little break from the podcast in order to film some more podcasts before we start up again so we yeah. might be gone for a month or so something like mm -hmm. that or a month and a half mm -hmm. and we'll be right back in time for Halloween Halloween Ooh, I'm really excited maybe I'm gonna decorate my studio because it looks fun on the podcast <laughs> that would that would be great. I have a small small decoration in the form of uh, my my landscape art. You're right pretty now. painting. 
Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you after our little podcast break. See you then. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>